Hey there, fine people. This is Lael Jepson of She Changes, and I would love, love, love to read to you the opening chapter from my latest book, Ignite, Lighting the Leader Fire. It just came out on Amazon on Wednesday, November 13th, and it's available in paperback and in Kindle versions. And for those living local to Portland, Maine, it should be available in bookstores soon. But for now, I just want to read to you this opening chapter because I'm super excited. It begins with a quote by Clarissa Pincoli Estes. So let us push on now and remember ourselves back to the wild soul. Let us sing her flesh back onto our bones. Shed any false coats we have been given. Don the true coat of powerful instinct and knowing. Infiltrate the psychic lands that once belonged to us. Unfurl the bandages. Ready the medicine. This chapter is called A Spitted Out Love Letter. I was running the other day thinking about you and me, us really, and how we women just keep waiting for what? To be ready, to be invited to the party, to be seen as valuable for space, for time, to know the right answer, to see the right path, to feel more comfortable. I love you with all my heart, woman, but this waiting thing we do, it's got to stop. This is an all-hands-on-deck moment in our history, and ours are all bound up, not by someone else, but by our own thoughts about who we are and what we're capable of doing. You are an untapped resource, woman, but you've yet to fully open the spigot of you. Imagine what would be possible for our world if you did, indeed, if all of us women did. We could create a veritable feminine tsunami of change, seemingly overnight, just by being more fully ourselves and trusting that enough to activate the power within us. To put to use all that we've been given as women, to save us from ourselves, to lead us toward a new dawn. Actively imagining that world in my mind's eye is what I do every day. Let me take you there. But first, I'll start with where we are. Imagine you and I are standing on a beach at night. All along the shorelines, far back into the land, we see houses on fire burning. Smoke hangs and sirens wail. Beams crash to the ground and flames lick the nighttime sky. There's random yelling and blaming, pushing and shouting. But no one seems to be working together or listening to each other. The very young are wandering around lost, wondering why the adults aren't doing anything to stop this. And the very old shake their heads with sadness, wondering what has happened to the world they knew and where it will go from here long after they've left it. People can be seen in pockets, standing along the shoreline, gawking, stunned and overwhelmed at how these fires got so out of control, trying to recall how long they've been there or where they even began. No one moves, it seems. They're disoriented, heartbroken, and exhausted after fighting the fires for so many years, a lifetime of years. I look at you standing next to me, and I see you're feeling much the same way I am. We're disturbed by this sight, but also somehow not surprised because our land has been burning for years. This is where we live, and for many of us, it's all we've ever known. These fires raging across our land are a reaction to patriarchy, the structures that were made by a few and don't serve the many. 
the unchecked privilege, an entitlement that has powered over and pushed ahead to fulfill its own needs at the cost of others, the rules and governance that favor white men above all others, the industrial economy built on consumption that has little regard for the health of the planet or the people living on it. Looking at the land as it stands now, it's clear this fire will rage until there's nothing left. And we wonder, as we would at the end of any loved one's life, is there a chance for, of recovery? Or is it time to support a graceful death? Do we hope and fight? Or do we grieve and move beyond? I gently touch your arm and draw your attention away from the fires. And together we turn to look out across the dark ocean feeling the cool breeze on our skin as it comes off the water, a welcome relief after having been scorched by the fires on the land. It's dark out there and it feels vastly unknown. So much is there, but unseen, which is scary. And yet there's an expansiveness to the ocean. We sense it as it reawakens our skin, offering us hope, even as it feels daunting. We breathe deeply, filling our lungs with fresh, cool air. I look at you and you meet my gaze, knowing what I will say even before I utter a word. We can wait no longer. It's time. I reach for your hand, look in your eyes, and say this to you with all the love in my heart. I believe women are the ones that will save us from ourselves right now. I believe the world that men have made isn't working and that we're getting diminishing returns on the same masculine values. I believe men are as exhausted as women by the way it is, but honestly don't know any other way to be other than what we've all been taught. I believe the blessing of our times is that the levels of exhaustion, righteous rage, and dis-ease among women will unearth and wake us up to our own innate resources. I believe women will be the ones to integrate and intersect the whole of who we are rather than dividing us further into either or. I believe women are leaving toxic organizations and burning houses in droves because they will be the ones to help us craft new, more vital models for how we work and live. I believe that toxic masculinity is not solely about men, but exists in women as well, which means our collective healing begins with each of us. I believe women of color have been leading us for years with little to no credit and that white women are only recently arriving at this party. I believe that rebalancing our world and our planet must begin with an infusion of the feminine before it can be reintegrated with the masculine. I believe we are hungry for the leadership women can provide, but it will require radical and revolutionary change to create that opportunity, beginning with women's relationship to leading. I believe white men will be asked to increase their capacity for discomfort, mess, and ambiguity as a means to decenter themselves, and it will be hard and loud. I believe white women will be asked to more fully embody all forms of the feminine, ferocity, anger, power, voice, and agency source as a means to own what's ours and stop asking women of color to do our work. I believe we have it in us to co-create this next phase of evolution and that it's happening now, whether we're ready or not, but it's going to require incredible amounts of bravery, 
creativity, and compassion by us all. I pause to catch my breath, and I notice you're holding my hand more tightly now, as if those beliefs I just shared have forged a bond of understanding between us that is unbreakable. We talk about what might be possible for our world if women were to lead us into the future. We imagine what might be different as a result. More just systems, inclusive cultures, and respect for differences. Less violence, disease, and war. More environmental stewardship, accountability, and community. Less mindless consumption, waste, and abuse of self and others. More integrity, prosperity, and joy. Less lying, patronizing, and manipulation. More social justice, safety for our children, and compassion for all. Less toxic workplaces, corruption, and unchecked greed. More vitality, innovative thinking, and hope for our future. That is what this book is about, my friend. Activating ourselves as women leaders on this dark night so that together we might lead our future, our world, into this new future. As the mother to two amazing boys, here's where I'll pause and clarify one particular point embedded throughout these pages because I want to be crystal clear from the start. I believe men and the predominantly masculine values they have used to design, organize, govern, and grow our world as we know it are an exhausted resource, literally and figuratively. You won't see me paint men as bad, ugly, or wrong in this book. That's not what this is about. But you will see me refer to our founding fathers as tired, depleted, and maybe even a bit sour and brittle, like any resource that's allowed to be consumed past its sell-by date. Where we find ourselves isn't entirely their fault. And for the many, many men I know and love, I don't believe it's even conscious. But the reality is this. Men have been the face of sanctioned leadership up until this point in our United States history. Indeed, the entire civilization of the Western world. And we are where we are as a result, right here. Which is why I am so keen on calling forth the women, starting first by looking at how we participate in, default to, defend, and ultimately perpetuate, consciously or unconsciously, this exhausted and combustible state we find ourselves in. That sour and often toxic masculine energy that lives in us as women too, it's time to do a bit of a cleanse there as well. In my experience, this is both a deeply personal reckoning as well as a profound healing. The gift of women, which is both a blessing and a curse at times, is that we were handed the keys to the feminine at birth, whether we use them or not whether we know what that means or not. It is presumed we know the way, which means we are granted more license to both access and express it. Women possess the keys to the feminine because they house this ancient knowledge deep in their bones. Perhaps it's because we cycle every 28 days like the moon. Maybe it's because we can bleed for days and not die. Perhaps it's because women's bodies are designed to grow and support human life, even if we never have a child or have removed our uteruses. And so we know when we are in an environment that cannot support a human life and will either languish or leave, both of which are happening in epic proportions. Maybe it's because women in ancient and indigenous cultures are known to be the gatekeepers of the sacred territory of our collective consciousness, 
the heart of the feminine, often referred to as the wellspring, the river beneath the river, behind the veil, or the holy grail. Perhaps it's because women are imbued with magic that allows us to intuitively understand what is not yet seen, said, or understood, giving us the ability to feel our way quite naturally through the dark or the unknown. I guess it doesn't really matter why, but the point I'm making here is this. That key you were given at birth, we need you to use it, woman, and lead us there. It's time. Until women find our way back to this place where the feminine lives and unlock it for ourselves, we will continually reach for and deplete the very same resource that has been thoroughly exhausted, the masculine energy in us, which, if you're tracking my logic thus far, is a direct mirror of the state of our natural world and the environmental crisis we currently find ourselves in. Our house is on fire, and it's raging hard on our earth. Simply put, we desperately need help, and I'm looking at you, my friend, and us. Imagine me standing on the beach with you now, telling you, I know the way, and so do you. You've just forgotten. You look back at me and you say, um, okay, but how? I smile because I get that question a lot. In fact, I've lived it. My story involved leaving that burning house to find the leader in me. I have spent the past 15 years witnessing women figure out an answer to that very same question, how? every day for themselves. And that is what we'll be diving into together on these pages. But know this, the answers you seek are right within you. I know it sounds like something Yoda would say, but more than an existential platitude or a cliche magnet for your fridge, I mean it when I say this, you are enough just as you are. This is the power of the feminine to lead us forward to a new dawn, and women are firmly at the helm as we carry this GPS system deep inside of us, and we can use it to help others plug into this wellspring in themselves. This is why I feel so strongly about women leading us forward, not because I am one, but because we are quite literally born to do this. We've either just forgotten how had that wisdom, wisdom systematically trained out of us or have believed what history has told us about women and our power. We women have the power to change our world. What our U.S. history books have failed to teach us is that women have rarely needed permission, authority, or even space to lead major political, economic, or social change in our world. In fact, all they've ever needed is each other, which is why I'm gathering them here on the beach with us. Oh, did I not, did I neglect to mention that it's not just the two of us here? What if I told you that you aren't alone? Sometimes it's literally the only thing that needs to be said to a woman to get her unstuck and moving. I know this because I hear this concern from women every day, sometimes in back-to-back sessions over the phone or in my, in my office in Portland, Maine, Outside of my work, I also hear it in grocery stores, coffee shops, school pickups, dinner parties, fundraisers, triathlons, conferences, elevators, and public beaches. Am I the only one that sees this, feels this, wants this? Why can't I just let it be? What's my problem? Am I crazy? Is this normal? Am I just delusional? Is it just me? So many of us women 
feel so alone. And what do we know about ourselves when we feel this way? We retreat. We mute ourselves. We pretend. We try not to feel what we're feeling. We numb ourselves. We betray the essence of what makes us women and check out mentally, physically, and emotionally. We call ourselves cruel and heartless things like crazy, stupid, loony, irrational, unrealistic, bitchy, control freak, insane, hormonal, chicken shit, or selfish. I know this because I've been this woman. I know this because I work with these women, and I'm here to tell you that you'd probably never guess this shit is going on inside the heart and mind of a woman you admire, but it is. We hide it that well as women. That's how good we are. Our bullshit narrative about women leaders feeling confident, fearless, and ready runs that deep and is sadly that misinformed. The great and heartbreaking irony is that you'd probably see a woman you admire, maybe even me, and call her brave, fearless, confident, a badass, a powerhouse, or a force of nature. This feels lovely and awesome in the moment to a woman, but to a certain extent doesn't really inspire her to do more of it because it actually triggers imposter syndrome, making her think silently, holy shit, if they only knew how I really felt or what really happened. The fact is, that woman you admire is a badass and a force of nature, but not all the time and certainly not all at once. What you're seeing is the result of her actions, not the entirety of who she is or how she got there. She is, in fact, like you. But do you know that? Do you trust that? I believe with all my heart that if enough women chose to trust themselves and what they have inside them at this particular moment in history, we will create a groundswell of change that is so desperately needed in, this, in our world. We will create collectively a critical mass powered by women. Here's what I do know for sure. It's not enough for any one of us to do this alone. We're beyond celebrating incremental changes and booing each other and ourselves with we've come so far and change takes time platitudes. We can no longer feed the beast of doubt inside ourselves that tells us we're not ready or capable. We have to change our narrative about how women lead. The world has called us women to order, and we can no longer afford the privilege of feeling prepared or comfortable. We have been called to figure this shit out as we go. We need each other now, which means we need you and your key. And that, my friend, is why I'm here. Literally, I'm right here with you, having this conversation with myself, calling myself out, calling myself forward to be of service and to add my presence to this groundswell. Envision this book is a different kind of fire, a controlled burn, a welcoming campfire at the beach that you can smell from a mile away, the one that lures you in from wherever you are, offering a bearing, an invitation, and a community in the dark of night when you're too tired to sleep. You may not see all of us, but imagine women lining the beaches up and down the coastlines, our arms linked, some bursting out in songs, others snorting with laughter or swearing like sailors. Feel the powerful presence of women gathered in a circle around the fire that feels reverent and irreverent, as old as time and yet refreshingly new. That is what I'm asking you to tap into. Trust in me, in you, in us. 
Trust your senses to guide you here. Together, we will keep it real and cut to the chase. Blast through brittle veneers of doubt, revealing the essence of what we bring as women that the world so desperately needs. We will illuminate the feminine face of leadership that is trying, begging even, to come through us as women, to lead us all forward to a new dawn and get a clearer idea of how that looks in action. Women's stories have the power to change the world. We know this. So we'll use this just as we always have for inspiration, only this time with a burning hot intention to connect those stories to women's leadership. I will ignite this campfire for us using my own story as a leader, knowing that it's often easier to sit with someone else's story than it is to unearth your own. But then I'm also going to toss on our fire the stories of other women, too, because I know I'm not alone. And finally, I'm going to invite you to give voice to your own stories, maybe not with me, but definitely with yourself. One of my clients said it perfectly just the other day. She said she felt like the pilot light was on and ready, but not being used. She was waiting, maybe like you are now. It just feels like I need a flame within me to ignite, she said. Let these stories and your own be your match. Light your leader fire with this book, woman. Touch your match to it and let nature take its course. And if you find yourself resistant, doubtful, or too overwhelmed, consider that your head might be governing how you feel and check in with your body because our bodies never lie. And while your beautiful head is wrestling and weighing and deliberating, see if you can feel the beginnings of a red hot ember glowing in your belly. That's desire. The one that wants you to come out and play with us at the beach. And then ask your body this, do you want to find out? Do you want to know who you are without your waiting? Do you want to see what you're capable of? All that ember needs from you is some oxygen, a simple puff of air to ignite it. But it begins with calling bullshit on your waiting. To be enough, to be ready, to know what you're doing, to have a reason, to be asked, to have a plan. At this gathering, you'll see all that cast off like unwanted clothes on the trail to the beach. So come as you are, naked, and right now. The call for women to lead is really a call for women to create. That's what quickened my pace on my run the other day when I was thinking about you and me and us, with Annie Lennox singing Womankind in my ear at deafening levels. The change that's most needed in this world begins with women being who they are more fully and unapologetically without waiting a moment longer to activate themselves as leaders right now, figuring that shit out as they go. Welcome to the Firewoman.